Major League Rugby, which is the highest level of rugby competition in North America, began its sixth season on February 17th today. This season, 12 teams from the US and Canada will be competing for the MLR Shield. Rugby has now expanded into South Florida with the addition of the Miami Sharks. To Major League Rugby, they are expected to start competing in the 2024 season. Today, we are pleased to be speaking with Major League Rugby's Executive Director, Nick Benson, who will offer more information on the current status of the sport and the future he sees for rugby in America. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks. Okay. So now, um, the sixth season of Major League Rugby begins today, February 17th. Is there anything new fans can expect this season? Sure. I mean, this season is going to be probably um, our most exciting season yet. We'll have we'll have two new teams. Sorry, one new team coming online, <laughs> Chicago. They'll be playing at a new stadium uh, at the same time. Two new uh, stadiums will be coming online. Uh, San Diego will be playing at Snapdragon Arena and um, Chicago, um, New York will be uh, moving into a new stadium as well. So, you know, across the league, we're seeing our teams get better. Um, mm -hmm. get better uh, facilities, um, build their infrastructures and just do better across the board and find new ways to expand their markets and, and bring rugby to their cities. Great, okay. All right, well, you've expanded your fan base to most of the major cities in US and Canada. We mentioned earlier that South Florida will now have its very own team in 2024, the Miami Sharks. Please tell us more about them and how MLR executives intend to grow rugby in South Florida. Sure, so we're very excited. Um, we're very excited about the Miami team coming online. They're a, a fantastic, a fantastic ownership group. Um, you know, they're headed up by Marcos Galperin, who's the, the founder of Mercado Libre, um, one of the biggest e-commerce uh, platforms in, in South, um, South America, or really all of Latin America. Um, you know, they've got Coney, uh, Coney Strazzolini and Alejandro McFarland are a couple of their of their other owners, um, all very successful uh, businessmen. But they bring a ton of um, sort of expertise and, and knowledge on, on how to launch businesses, how to biz build businesses. They bring a new level of sophistication uh, to the room. So we're very, very excited about what they're going to do. They're out there building their plans. I mean, I think what they're going to be doing in Miami is not unlike what, what we're doing right now in 12 other markets, right? We're going to be focused on, um, you know, driving uh, fans, putting butts in seats, creating new fans for the sport. And the way you do that is by exposing yeah. them to the sport. Right. Uh, this is a it's it's a high impact. It's it's personal. It's fast. It's nonstop action. Um, once people are exposed to rugby, they love it. So all we need to do is yeah. make sure we get them there. That and then you know, the other piece of it is, and this will probably come up again later, is you know we, we have to evangelize the sport. We need to get kids playing the sport. Yeah. It's a sport that has it has great uh, a great sort of set of values behind it. It teaches you sportsmanship, how to lose with grace, <laughs> um, <laughs> right. how, to work, how to work harder. Uh, and you can learn all of these things, you know, from the sport. So the more that we can do uh, with Miami to help them build out their grassroots programming, get rugby into more schools, um, help use yeah. rugby to create opportunities. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's the, that's the roadmap. That's the roadmap for Miami and really for any team. Yeah. We want to gain more participation, right? So, um, well, well, with that in mind, how does Major League Rugby intend to recruit athletes of the future from a grassroots level? I mean, and 
Can you give us some more information about the grassroots development incentive program that I read about? Sure. <laughs> sure. There's well, there's 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 a lot to it, right? Um, you know, it, it goes from it goes from sort of you know under ten level rugby all the way through to to our academy structures, and and you know it starts with you know think of thinking of it as is the the top of the funnel, thinking of it as the beginning of getting kids in, interested in the game, selling their parents yes. on what a great game it is for their kids to play. You know, so. You know, every team is doing clinics uh, before matches to get new kids out, get, get a rugby ball in their hand, boys and girls, yeah. right? Um, to try to grow that grow that fan base. That's the number one pathway that we're gonna um, be able to employ over the long term to get new talent and new players into the game. The more people who are exposed, the more people who've played it, the more people are gonna come to the game and see that as a professional pathway, um, you know, as you go through kind of the age grades, our MLR teams have partnerships with schools. They have partnerships yeah. with after-school programs. They have partnerships with uh, Parks and Rec, um, Parks and Recs and Boys and Girls Clubs and YMCAs. And they send you know coaches and even players out to teach kids the game. And that's the first piece. It's just broadening that base yeah. of who's playing the game and, um, and getting them excited and passionate. And then the next step is building that infrastructure into the teams, right? So mm -hmm. you're pulling out, you're identifying the best talent from those teams, you're putting them in academies, uh, you're getting them access to the best coaching that's available, you're getting them access to mm -hmm. the best sort of nutrition right. advice and SNC advice and getting them through the pathway and into those teams. And so the GDIs that you mentioned, the grassroots development centers, those are really just a set of mechanisms that we created at the league level um, that are designed to encourage teams to run and succeed at those programs, right? So by having an academy team that's robust and play and meet certain criteria, mm -hmm. or by having grassroots program that meets certain criteria and gets a certain number of kids into the game, those teams get allocated extra salary cap. Yeah. Um, so now there's an incentive for teams to invest in developing the game locally rather than bringing in um, flying in talent uh, from overseas. There's always going to be space for talent from overseas. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to we want to really focus on developing the game here in the United States. Right. OK, well, it's a matter of getting the parents involved as well. I mean, I was a soccer mom, so and I like rugby. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So okay. Well, we'll, well, we'll have to get you to a game. I'll yeah. have to get you to a game in Miami soon in 2024. I'd love to see a live game. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll get you out to one. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. The prize for North American rugby is the MLR Championship Shield. Where can fans tune in to watch televised rugby matches? Um, well, so right now uh, we'll have a, a national package on Fox Sports One and Fox Sports Two. Yeah. We'll have two games uh, this weekend, this Saturday, um, mm -hmm. on those on those platforms, um, and then there's the Rugby Network, uh, the RugbyNetwork.com. Um, yeah, um, is our OTT platform. All of our matches uh, make it there at some point, um, mostly live. A couple on delay because of because <laughs> of rights issues, um, but that's that's normal. Um, and a ton of other rugby is there. We've got community rugby, we've got college rugby, we've got sort of shoulder programming, you know, right. podcasts about rugby. So, you know, it really is, um, it, it's a content hub. So anyone who wants to watch rugby, learn about rugby, um, should oh go to the, the rugby network. Well, you know, it's an English sport. Didn't it originate sort of over in the UK? 
Yeah, the story is that there was a, the story is, and, and I'll probably butcher it and, and I'll get a lot of, a lot of emails about it. Um, <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> but the story is that there was that William Webb Ellis, uh, who was a student at rugby school, um, uh, picked up the ball and ran with it uh, during, yeah. during a soccer game. And it was like so something like 1823. Um, <laughs> and, um, and that was, that was how the, that was how the sport started. Right. Okay. Well, it's a safer sport, right? It's a, you know, than football, American football. Wouldn't the you culture say? of it, the, the, the culture of it is is safer. I, I think the, the the lack of 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 sort of armor, um, yeah. you know, it, you know, encourages people to to look to tackle safely. And then there's just a lot of there's a lot of emphasis, you know, from World Rugby, from USA Rugby, yeah. and and from MLR on sort of finding ways to to make sure we keep the game safe. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. The men's rugby World Cup will be held in the United States in 2031, right? While mm -hmm. the women's World Cup will be held in 2033. Can you tell us how MLR intends to prepare for these major sports events? Sure. I mean, we work, we work hand in hand. Um, excuse me. Sorry, I had something pop up. Um, we, <laughs> sure, <laughs> we, we, we work, uh, we work hand in hand with. Um, with USA Rugby and with World Rugby, sort of you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, we um, we our our piece of the puzzle um, for how we make that um, that tournament a success is, is really two things. Like the first is just keep driving the popularity of the sport, keep getting more kids in the game. Uh, our grassroots programming is is, is kind of our, um, our, our one of our silver bullets in terms of how we mm -hmm. make this sport relevant. To national media and how we make it grow on the globe, on the on the national stage, um, so so we need to keep driving that. We need to keep driving that in, into new markets where um, where we don't necessarily have teams, right? There are great rugby markets where where I think we 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 can make a big difference where we don't quite have an MLR team yet. That doesn't mean we won't in the future, right? Um, right. But one of the best things we can do also to prepare a market for a future team is to have a really robust grassroots program. So we're working with USA Rugby. We've got two or three um, two or three different projects that we're hoping we'll be able to announce soon that we're doing hand in hand with the governing bodies to, to really drive grassroots, to get more rugby being played in, in colleges and junior colleges um, and do all of the things that, that we need to do to drive the popularity of the sport as a participation sport. Yeah. I think I think the other piece of that is just we, we just need to keep keep improving, building our product um, putting um, putting great rugby on TV, yeah. our production, you know, driving fan engagement and creating new fans for the sport. And maybe are people who have never played rugby. You know, at the end of the day, anyone anyone can be a fan. So like participation is one piece of the jigsaw puzzle. But anybody can be a fan. You can be a fan even if you've never played rugby, right? A spectator fan. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So we'd love to get you know more more fans to the game, more exposure to the game, finding new ways and innovating uh, new ways to engage and, and reach out uh, to the new fans by showing them the game, showing them the values of the game, some of the things that you know I grew up with the game that we all know makes rugby special. Yeah, well, that sport is being played almost all around the world, right? What are the major cities though that um, we have um, rugby teams? What are the you know the, the rugby teams that stand out for you for for MLR? Yes. Uh, well, we've got teams in teams in twelve cities um, right now, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle them off as as best I can, and I probably I always always forget one, so I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> okay. But, um, Go yeah, we've, got, we've got Seattle, San Diego, we've got 
a great team here in Utah. Um, we've got two teams in Texas. We've got Dallas and Houston. Um, we've got uh, New Orleans. Um, then you go across. Uh, we've got um, Atlanta. We're introducing Chicago this year. We're very excited about that. Um, okay. We've got Washington, D.C., New York, um, New England. A team plays just outside of Boston and Toronto. Okay. And then we, we have the Miami Sharks next year. <laughs> Miami Sharks will come online next year, and we're very excited. I'm very excited about that one. Me too. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, our audience is largely Caribbean, as you know, and many are already familiar with the rugby game, right? We have a few teams in various Caribbean islands. How do you intend to engage with their demographic and encourage interest in American rugby specifically? <laughs> I mean, I think it's the same. It's the same as we would. It's the same as we would with everyone else, right? I mean, our our mission is to be um, be a sport for everyone, right? So as we're going in, just as we're going in uh, to Miami, as we're going into some of these uh, some of these cities that have large Caribbean demographics, it's 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 yeah. it's, it's the same playbook, right? You 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 have to um you have to reach out to um um reach out to the schools uh, reach out to the parents and just get to get rugby balls in the kids hands right yes, and, yes, and once yes. they do they'll fall in love with the game i think we have we have tremendous confidence in in our product right like we know rugby is a great sport we know it's great to watch we know it's fun to play so yeah. if we can just get the sport in in front of people um you know get them participating and engaged then then i think we'll we'll be um will be great and the other piece to it is also really up specking and driving the fan experience right so when you come to your first miami sharks game <laughs> right it's, it's it's making sure that you have a great experience from the second you leave your car not even that from the second you drive your car into the parking lot to the second you leave that parking lot at the end of the game right so what's yeah. going on what's going on in the fan fest outside the stadium right what's going on inside yeah. the stadium in between um in between sort of breaks in play, what are we doing in the stadium to educate you about what's going on on the field, mm -hmm. right? As, mm -hmm. as, as a new rugby fan, right? Everything that we need to do is as much educational as it is about, um, about just showing people this great and, and sort of dynamic and, and vibrant game. We also need to explain to you like, what's happening. And, 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 and you can also feel the energy, you know? That's right. But, you know, it's just, um, I know what it's like going to a game, you know, it's, so, um, well, uh, how also would they, would, how would, how do you create the teams that would compete with each other? I mean, if we wanted Caribbean teams to compete with American teams, is that a possibility? Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, I think, you know, the, 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 the process has typically been, you know, we have, we'll have a group that's interested in starting a team, uh, you know, in the city and, and it, it's hard, right? Yeah. It's not easy. Um, and, and, and we would work with that group who they would approach the league and, and, you know, we would go through an expansion process. We would educate them on what it takes to, to own and run an MLR team. We would educate them on, on our standards and, and what they need to do in order to, you know, in order to meet those okay. standards. And then, and then similarly, they, you know, we have to educate them about the league and, and who we are. And it's just like any business, uh, like any business transaction, we have to go through that process with them and, and then, you know, eventually they would, they would join, they would join. So, you know, we're, 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 I think it would be great. I think I'd love to have a team in the Caribbean. I think it would be fun. Yeah. Um, if anyone, if anyone out there is looking to, to start one, reach out. We'll, we'll chat. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think we could compete, you know, 
I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we're okay. So lastly, can you also talk about the RTIC partnership with Major League Rugby and how fans may benefit this year from that? Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, I think, um, sorry, I just, Sure. <laughs> I just lost oh, my train sorry. of thought for a second there. Yeah, no, the, we're, we're, we're very excited. We're very excited to have Arctic on board. It's, it's, it's a unique, it's a unique sponsorship uh, for us. It's, it's kind of a, it's got a, um, you know, obviously there's a traditional sponsorship components, but we're going to have their products on all, on all of our sidelines. Uh, we'll have them at our tailgates. They'll be branded with team apparel. So, you know, if you're a, if you're a Seawolves fan, you know, you, you'll be able to buy Arctic products branded with your team's, you know, you know, with your team's marks. Um, so, so that's look. It's an exciting, it's it's an exciting sponsorship just just from the product perspective. But what's also exciting about any sponsorship with a sort of premier property like like Arctic is, you know, the opportunities for for the kind of products and the innovations and the activations that we can build together sort of over time. Um, and and how we sort of you know work to combine. Um, Sort of our fan base with their customers and find new ways to sort of super serve that population. Uh, so I think it's, it's look, it's an exciting sponsorship. We're, we're, we're excited to have, um, have a brand like that come on board with us. It's, it's, it's really big for us. Um, and we're, um, yeah, we're excited to see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that's it. You've given us a great quick rundown of rugby. Thank you so much. Executive Director Nick Benson for the opportunity to speak with you and enlighten and encourage more participation in this sport. Uh, I wish you well. Thank you so much for having great me. Great things happening. I <laughs> think so. Thank um, you so thank much. You. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care now. Take care now. Good luck. <laughs> bye bye.